welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life brought to you by GamerGoo. My name is Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Friday, April 9th, Falcon Friday here on the podcast. That's right. Today we're going to break down episode four of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So if you have not seen the latest episode yet, obviously we are jumping into spoilers here throughout this whole episode. And I got to tell you, after the ending of this latest episode, I am over here just reeling. I mean, this show has been great for its endings, like leaving you just just wanting to know what's going to come next, somewhat shocked with each one, and pretty much everyone's left me breathless almost at the end, and this one is the most of that so far. The The image we get at the end of this episode is incredible, is wow, 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 wow. But before we get to that, let's kind of walk our way through on how we get there, um, or get to that point kind of throughout this episode. The episode kicks off uh, in a very, very cool way. Like, I love being able to see Bucky in Wakanda. You know, we, we've seen him, obviously, in bits and pieces kind of here and there, you know, in, in credit scenes or, um, you know, just, just when uh, we see him in, uh, I think it's uh, Infinity War, I think is right, is when we kind of see him get revealed uh, having been there. Um, but just, you know, getting that image of him in Wakanda still somewhat... Not necessarily the Winter Soldier anymore, but he's not completely the Bucky we know now. You know, he's kind of that in-between, the, the healing process for Buck. Um, and we see Ao basically say, like, don't worry, you know, I'm going to give... Basically, she's saying, I'm going to give you the uh, initiation commands, and we're going to see if you're able to kind of hold it off. And he does. You know, she gives all the commands. She says, don't worry about it. I won't let you hurt anybody. And uh, she's able to do him, say the words, and he doesn't activate. And uh, I just thought that was great. You know, they kind of show that and kind of his his tie to Wakanda. I mean, obviously, we know that they did a lot for him while he was there. Um, but, uh, you know, we always think of it more as just, oh, they gave him a new arm. And, you know, that he's great. But we also kind of get to see that, you know, he was able to kind of go on that journey there and no longer be able to be activated. And, and I thought that was great. Um, you know, uh, eventually, you know, this is the point. I think we get John Walker, um, you know, learning that uh, Zemo is with them. And uh, they give him basically eight hours, you know, to say, hey, you, you can have Zemo for another eight hours. And then after that, we're taking him in. And, you know, John Walker, I mean, obviously, this is a big episode for him, uh, kind of on a, a path and the way things change for him as we get later in there. Um, but uh, his character, I, I really think that we get a lot of development. Uh, for his character throughout this whole episode, especially kind of in a little bit of his backstory when we kind of learn a little bit about the Medal of Honor and things that he did um, to earn those. You know, we learned that, sure, he's a three-time Medal of Honor winner, but what was the cost, you know? And when you kind of hear Lamar say, um, you know, like, yeah, we did it, but, you know, think of think of what we could have done without it. Or, you know, with the superhero serum he mentions and... Um, I don't know. It just seems like we're getting a little bit deeper into their their story. Uh, Carly, we learned with the explosion at the end. I mean, that was kind of the big thing that set a lot of this off is that uh, she killed three people and hurt 11 in that GRC uh, bombing. And so obviously she is, you know, killer number one uh, in the world right now. But, you know, we learned that not only is she looked at as a killer, but she's also kind of bringing people to her cause. Um, and I think that was another great thing about this episode. I mean, I've been talking about here on the show lately about how the Flag Smashers, you know, I like the dynamic of them as villains and Carly's motivations, you know, in the end you can understand. And even Sam mentions that to Buck. He's like, can't you see like what she's doing is somewhat righteous. Just she's going about it in the completely wrong way. I mean, he even flat out mentions that to her when she says, or when they're having their conversation, you know, he's like, you know, I, I, I 
believe in what you're doing, just you're not doing it the right way. Um, you know, I think that is great. You know, that's one of the things I think the MCU has been great with is kind of creating villains like this. Like you think of Killmonger in Black Panther and how, you know, really what he was doing was somewhat justified or you can understand the reasoning and the logic of how he got to where he is for his motivation. But again, kind of his method of doing it, of just burn everything down. That's obviously not the way to do it and not the way that, you know, the heroes would allow um, them to do that. Um, you know, we got we get a great conversation of uh, Zemo and Sam kind of talking about Carly and, and kind of being this supremacist. You know, that was a term we kept hearing kind of throughout this episode. Even Sam brings that up to, to Carly, um, which even shows a little bit of manipulation. Zemo may be kind of throwing at Sam, but uh, mentions it's Carly when they kind of have their conversation uh, of, you know, um, but when Zemo and Sam are talking, you know, they mention the, the idea of a supremacist. And Zemo says, you know, that's kind of what it leads to. These people lead to want to be these, these superhumans and that. But then Zemo is the one that says, you know, S- Steve never led to that. Or I think maybe Sam says that. And Zemo agrees saying, you know what, you're right. You know, but there's never been another Steve since then. Kind of indicating that that's why there can no longer be any more super humans out there, you know, using the serum basically. Because if anybody else does get corrupted, chances are... There's not another Steve Rogers out there. You know, there are, there are going to be people like Carly, other people that are going to basically take that power and run with it. And I think that's kind of the theme that we kind of see throughout this episode is John Walker. I mean, we've seen his faults kind of through all these little bits and pieces we've seen of him through the episode. And by the end of this episode, you know, we can see that he will succumb to rage. I mean, Steve, for all it's worth, there was many times of death in his life, right? Um obviously before he went into the ice and even after, and never did we really see him lash out like that. Sure, we saw him break the law. I mean, that's the one thing you could say, if anything, Steve, you know, broke the law with the um, the Wakandan, or not the Wakandan, the uh, Sokovia Accords. Uh, but, you know, that's something that, you know, in the end was somewhat righteous. But even, you know, even Carly kind of hints at that at some point. I don't know if it's in this episode or whatever, just, you know, this idea that, um you know, sometimes you do have to go against the grain, or maybe it's when she's having the conversation with her partner there, kind of at the graveside, and he's talking about how uh, his grandfather fought the Nazis, you know, World War II, and it's like, yeah, you know, at the time, they were fighting the Nazis, and, you know, going against the grain, kind of being the, the secret force within their country, fighting the Nazis, which really was against the government, but in the end, in hindsight, we look at it, it was righteous, and that, I think, is where the Flag Smashers kind of think they are right now. They kind of think they're at this point where, fighting back against the establishment or the GRC or, or whatever, kind of this global conglomerate that wants to um, create this, this uh, you know, kind of go back to the way things were and forget about those um, that have all kind of come together during the blip. Um, they think it's a righteous cause and maybe think that they'll be on the right side of history um, when things are kind of all said and done. Um, when Sam, they you know, they find out... Um, uh, is this to the point where they get the candy? No. Um so they find out that, you know, the GRC was sent to have sent help six months ago. And, uh, you know, I thought that was kind of interesting that they, uh, you know, we we learned from this this teacher in this building that there was six months ago the GRC was going to send help. And essentially they didn't. And, you know, so having been promised things and not getting it, that, again, is why people are just so easy to come over to the Flag Smashers that they're able to just you know, to go, go to their cause, you know, and this is the same scene where we have Zemo basically just give some little kids some candy because these kids are like, hey, here's a guy who at least is wanting to give us and help us something. And he's able to immediately get get the information from these kids. 
You know, it's like, just, just help these people. If you help these people, they will give you something, right? They'll give you information. They'll, 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 you know, be loyal to you. And, um, you know, Zemo obviously sees that with his Turkish delight candy. And, um, you know, I thought, I thought that's just kind of interesting. Um, I, I love the point where Carly talks to her partner. I think it was shortly after that about whether or not they should make more people with the, the superhero serum, you know, she, she's even questioning it, you know, um, they have what, 20 doses or however many doses it is. And she even says like, are we doing the right thing by creating more? And, um, you know, her partner basically says that, you know, he never thought that there would be another cap, um, that there could never be anybody like him. And as a kid, he was actually a cap fan. And, uh, it wasn't until he saw Carly that, uh, you know, he, he kind of realized like, wait a minute, there are other people that can be like that. And now, granted, you know, she's not as <laughs> as righteous and I think as, as great of a, a a hero in that that Cap ever would be or ever could be. Um, but at least he saw that in her because of kind of the way he was being treated kind of throughout the world. Again, I, I just I love this dynamic of the, seeing the viewpoint of the villains and, and somewhat being able to sympathize or understand their motivations they've done such a great job in the show of of showing us that or at least you know discussing it and and giving us bits and pieces to kind of come to that realization that um you know this is a very different world man this isn't this isn't the same and even sam mentions that at one point i think when when he has his conversation with carly he says you know um or they're mentioning you know the shield and, and captain america and you know sam says you know before there were always good and bad you know and now Things are just complicated, I think he says. You know, there there is no true good and bad anymore. You know, before when you had Hydra and you had everybody else, it was clear Hydra wanted world domination. Let's all fight it. And you can even look at it even today, right? Even with some of the wars that happened today. You know, there, there's... Back in the day, there was the Nazis again in World War II. Clearly a terrible group. You know, the, the only thing, if anything, you could say that was good about the Nazis that, you know, some German people still look at was... He made the, the the country rich. If you lived in Germany at the time and weren't Jewish, you know, you you made some money or, you know, you just, you know, were living a, a great life. But it was at what cost? You know, it was at the death of hundreds of thousands of people, even of your own people. And, you know, if you didn't go along with it, it was just a terrible thing. I mean, even the same thing with um, communism, you know, communist Russia back in the day. It was like if you didn't go along with things things were terrible but there were always those who could see that other side or or were i guess brainwashed to see that side right and i think the mcu they've done such a great job here to create that gray area with the flag smashers uh and it really couldn't have been done so without the previous mcu content i mean that's what's interesting about here is it's not like we're just watching one series or one superhero movie you know with, with a, just a random villain in it that you know is it's in this case like you need we need the backstory we need everything that's happened to this point in the mcu to make the flag smashers truly work sure they could have just we could have just jumped in at this timeline you know at this point and kind of rolled with it but it just wouldn't have had the impact i think you know us knowing about the blip us knowing what the world was like us seeing you know ant-man walking through his neighborhood with things all smashed up us seeing steve at the counseling session in endgame all of that plays into understanding why there could be people that could be motivated like the flag smashers um to want to bring things um to just you know their way essentially um you know, I love that, uh, you know, we see um, 
Sam, you know, they, when they find out, basically Zemo kind of leads them to the funeral because he has the information, which, by the way, was interesting that he kind of held on to that information and said, no, like, you need me. And I think Zemo knows. You know, Zemo knows that if he just gave that information up, that's all they needed him for, basically, right? They needed to know where he was going to be. And especially once uh, Carly shows up, you know, that that was just crazy. Or once, uh, um, uh, John, you know, John Walker shows up, that I was just not going <laughs> to, it wasn't going to fly, right? Zemo was like, okay, I need to hold on to this information. Um but I love that they, you know, go there and John basically says, I'll give you 10 minutes, you know, with her in there. Um, and uh, so Sam kind of makes his appearance known and Carly sees that. And, you know, she when she's talking out loud at the the funeral. She's she's basically also talking to Sam, you know, kind of giving her her information. And that conversation between Sam and Carly is, is just fantastic. Um, you know, I love that, you know, Carly mentions that, you know, these people are all from the Flax Masters are all from different walks of life, life but it's their struggle that actually pulls them all together. And I think obviously there's a, a real world uh, reference to that and, and so many aspects of, of life today that the the struggle, even though we all have so many differences, um, many people have many of the same struggles and that's kind of become the common cause here for the Flag Smashers and that's kind of what's brought them together. Um, and I like that, uh, you know, when Sam goes in and says, hey, I'm the, I'm the counselor, let me do this again. We know that from, you know, seeing him in uh, Civil War, um, or and even and Winter Soldier actually I think is where we, we see him doing that for the first time, um, but I like that you know he goes in and um, you know first Carly obviously doesn't really want to talk to him but I think through their conversation she kind of realizes that he is sincere, um, and I love that he says uh, you know I already mentioned it where he says like I I understand your fight and and I agree with your fight however the means that you're doing it is not the right way you know Sam even mentions to Buck you know like th- this idea that the GRC has six months of food or they have all this help that they could be giving and yet they're not. And and part of that, obviously, you look at the, the task that the GRC is faced with. There, there are half of the people in the world are all struggling and half of them came back. You know, you, you really have such a massive amount of um, humanitarian things that need to be done that it's, it's almost an impossible task. And in the end, there are going to be get be some that get left by the wayside. And, um, you know, so obviously that's <laughs> what's happening here and what's leading to, you know, so many people being kind of lost. I, I just thought that um, sounds kind of crazy. And then I think, you know, Sam, she says that he tricked her into sounding like a supremacist, but I don't think he did. I think he just kind of walked her through the process, you know, when he says, you know, you're, you're going to create more soldiers, create a bigger army. And, you know, then she kind of realizes like, wait a minute. Yeah. I, I what I am doing is kind of bad. And, and, you know, um, Sam agrees that, you know, her, it's just, y- y- you got to look at what you're doing, Carly. Like you're not doing it right. You know, there are people that need help and you got to help them. You don't need to burn everything down to help them. But of course, you know, before their conversation can kind of come to a, a good conclusion, uh, good old John Walker kind of convinces Buck, which by the way, I don't think, me personally, from what we know of the character of Buck, I don't think he would have let John into that room. I think he would have held him out of that room, but hey, whatever. We see that little kind of look down and kind of blink in uh, Buck's face. John Walker goes in, tries to break things down, and then, of course, then loses the trust of Carly. Although, with what Carly does later on, trying to get together once again with Sam, I think she kind of still thinks that Sam was somewhat sincere, maybe kind of realizes that um, it was John Walker that kind of blew it all up, um, but... You know, this is the point where she runs. Uh, we see um, John start chasing her, and then when she turns the corner, Zemo shoots her uh, and smashes the serum 
all over the ground. And uh, Zemo takes a shield to the face, which <laughs> I think probably would have took his head off. But uh, maybe not at this point, right? Not, not at this point. Uh, but then we get that interesting bit of um, John, you know, seeing one little serum. Of course, one little blip of serum on the ground uh, that he pockets. And, uh, you know, that I thought was uh, was pretty interesting, you know, is to, to see him um, just not, uh, you know... Not wanting to really be himself anymore because he knows that, uh, you know, if he takes that serum, he'll be able to be much stronger because he, I mean, every fight the guy is in, he just keeps losing, right? Losing, losing, losing. Um, Carly, at this point, we, this is when we get kind of the, the call from the power broker to the text saying he wants all the serum back. So now she basically has to fight two wars, not only Sam and Buck and Cap, uh, but she also then is fighting now against the power broker who wants all that serum back. If you remember, she stole the serum from um and uh, she says that she wants to the only way to kind of take care of them is to split them up and she says she has a way to deal with sam and that she wants to kill captain america um and then we get a great scene of zemo uh kind of with a nice <laughs> ice pack on his face which i thought was kind of funny um he asked sam it's kind of the two of them just alone in the room here in the beginning of the scene and he says if given the choice would you have taken the serum and like immediately sam says no um and Zemo's kind of shocked at that. He's like, you know, oh, you, you, you know, you wouldn't have taken it. And and I think that isn't Sam's character. I don't think he would have. Um, you know, I almost wonder, I mean, I guess Steve, I'm trying to think like, you know, in hindsight, would Steve have taken it? You know, I, I still think he was, he was such the perfect candidate that he may have on uh, knowing the good that he could have done. And, and I think that's part of the reason why Steve became who he did as Cap was he didn't want to just keep running around doing the you know, USO type tours of just like, hey, everybody, like America, rah, rah. Like he knew he could be on the battlefield and truly be a hero. And, um, you know, I think that's why he took it. But in Sam's case, you know, I think Sam ultimately would have realized what could have become of, you know, having that power. And, um, you know, maybe that's why he never would have taken it. Um, you know, having known Steve, definitely, I don't think he would have taken it at all because he just knew that, you know, I don't need to be on his level. We have Steve Rogers. We have a Captain America. We don't need another one. Um, I don't know, but I thought that was just kind of interesting, kind of seeing Sam kind of kind of talk about that. Um, now, this is the scene, of course, where Wakanda comes to pay because John comes in and they're ready to take Zemo right then and there. And before they can, the Dora Milaje come in with their spears from Wakanda. You knew they that Ao wouldn't have been the only one there. She would not have been the only Wakandan. They're there to collect their debt. This leads to just an incredible fight. Uh, between her and, and essentially John, and then even pulls everybody else in as well. Uh, and this gives Zemo time to escape. But this is the moment where I think John kind of decides, I mean, he has a conversation a little bit later uh, with Lamar about, um, you know, if you had the choice to take this serum, would you? Um, but I think this is the time where John, or the time where John's um, mind was pretty much made up. Because, I mean, he gets his ass handed to him in the scene. Uh, and he even mentions at the end, like, they weren't even super soldiers. And he realizes, like, if he wants to do anything as Captain America or be on the level of any of these people, that he needs to do more, you know, or needs just help, essentially. Not that he needs to do more. He just needs help. And that help is that superhero serum in his pocket. Um, or super soldier serum, I should say. Not You don't always become a hero when you take that. Um, but he realized that, that that was kind of the moment that he needed to do that. And, and you know, Wakanda, hey... The uh, Dora Milaje are who they are. They're, these are incredible fighters. We get an awesome moment where we're able to see her shut down Buck's arm. 
even Sam says, did you know they could do that? And, and he says, no, you know, he had, he had no clue. They, they were able to shut that off. Um, and just completely embarrassed, you know, John Walker. I, I'm glad. I was almost worried Buck wasn't going to be able to reattach the arm, but of course he was, which is great. Um, I wish I thought they actually just completely shut it down. Um, but, um, you know, Zemo gets away. And so they just kind of, we're not, I'm sure that's not the last we're going to see of them. I really have a feeling, especially with how this ends. Um, we're going to see him uh, definitely again. And then I think that's when we get the scene of John questioning with Lamar, like, would he have taken would he take the serum if given the choice? And Lamar's like, hell yeah. He's like, power basically just makes you more of who you are. He mentions Steve Rogers, you know, mentions um, Carly, you know, how she, you know, always kind of had maybe these bad intentions. And now with that, it gives her that much more power to be that way. Um, that's when we get the, the conversation about the Medals of Honor. You know, Lamar says like, you know, you'd make the great decisions you always have. And and he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, those three Medals of Honor were the worst days of my life. And what were the costs? You know, it seems like something bad happened that day and sure they saved a lot of people but they also lost a lot of people and so um you know it doesn't seem like john is necessarily the hero that we really thought he was and i think he even almost realizes that and, and he even mentions like becoming cap seems to be the thing that he thought really could turn a lot of that around and have him you know be the the hero and the good person that he wanted to be and um you know lamar kind of re reiterating that taking the serum is the way would be a great way to do that. You know, he at this point doesn't know he has a serum, but says like, oh yeah, that'd be a great way. And, um, you know, we, we learn obviously that he takes it shortly thereafter. Carly calls Sarah. So Carly now knows about Sam's sister and says, hey, I'm going to send the coordinates. Basically, I know where you are and I'm threatening you and your your kids. And uh, Sam better, better, better do what I say or else, of course, you know, things aren't going to go, go, go good. Um, so Sam does go to that location. However, he does bring Buck with him. Car and, and he comes full on Falcon outfit, you know, like like ready for a fight because he says, "Let's end this needs to end now." Um, Carly wants Sam to join her. Of course, Sam, you know, is unwilling to do so. And in that moment, um, Sharon, you know, she's tracking John because she has a lot of satellite, you know, ties still, and uh, she sees that John is there. All hell breaks loose. They start fighting. We do learn that John has taken the serum because we see him in the first moment kind of bend. Uh, well, first he kicks that guy through that door. And I remember thinking to myself, like, he shouldn't have been able to do that. And then that's when we see shortly thereafter he bends that bar while getting hit with it. Sam sees that and says, what did you do? Like realizing, like, I know what you did. Um, and that leads, of course, to basically a giant super soldier fight uh, with Sam involved in it as well. Um and Lamar, who had been taken, comes in and just takes a massive kick from Carly. And she basically tosses him or, or launches him, I should say, into a concrete pillar, essentially killing him. And um, we have this moment where everybody kind of realizes it. And, um, you know, that just puts John into a complete and utter rage. And uh, Carly and most of her people escape. He goes, John goes chasing after them and, uh, you know, with the world watching, which I kind of was wondering why the episode was called The Whole World is Watching, um, you know, does uh, just a, a terrible thing, which is filmed by everybody's cell phones and uh, just completely loses it. And, you know, the, this image of Captain America standing over someone, oppressing them down, smashing them with the shield essentially to the point where blood is being splatted all over the place and now there's blood on the shield and him standing there looking around of all these people with the their cell phones out that's where we get the end the end scene which is i gotta say one of the most incredible 
I think, an impactful scenes we've seen in an MCU movie, show. It's incredible. Like, that was just such an awesome... I say awesome, and it's a terrible moment, but um, what a way to just convey imagery. There's so much there of, you know, not only just the literal sense of, um, you know, this man losing his mind, essentially, and I I don't feel he's going to be Captain America much longer after that, especially when the world is watching and seeing that, but just the viewpoint of so many people of America, the privileged, you know, crushing down the little guy you know that this is really the whole idea of the flag smashers this idea of the elite which many of them look at as america smashing down the little man um and and literally just crushing them almost quite literally under their boot Um, but in this case it's the iconic shield that stands for so much so much um just obliterating somebody it's Incredible. What an incredible thing for them to do with the writing team to do that. Because not only now, the repercussions of this moment, not only in this series, I think are going to lead to what's going to be the finale of this, of you know him having to lose the shield and the Flag Smashers now being more empowered. I mean, he did basically everything the Flag Smashers needed him to do, right? That I mean, that was the ultimate puppet of the Flag Smashers. You almost think of like... Um, you know, in, in in the real world, how there have been radical groups who have been able to be radicalized um, through imagery of, you know, not only, you know, America doing terrible things, but other, you know, high higher end um, countries doing things. In this case, this is it. This is it. I mean, all, all anybody ever needs to do moving forward now. And again, I'm not talking just this show. We can have a, a movie or a series three series down the line where you could have a whole group that is completely radicalized in this moment this was just wow like when i saw this it it was incredible like there there's there's nothing beyond this now like you can have a whole group of people that you know young kids i mean that that's how you hear things of like the taliban and all that they're able to take these young kids and show this is your enemy and now they have this video that for years and years and years they can do that. Because it doesn't matter whether it's John Walker or it's Sam Wilson. It's that shield. It's that shield that smashed this man down. And you can have Sam Wilson by the end of this holding that shield. But forever, that shield has blood on it. And like that changes everything. Everything in that moment now is changed. And that's... Wow, just incredible, guys. I mean, that blew my mind. I mean, that left me completely breathless right there. I mean, we know Steve obviously has, in his history as Captain America, have has fought the bad guys and thrown that shield and beat people up with it, but never in that way. You know, it was never seen in that way in a fit of rage. And, and again, to have that imagery of that is now going to be ingrained in, in the minds of the world. And, uh, you know, there will be moments many times here moving forward, I think, where villains will bring that moment up. And Sam, assuming he's the one that gets the shield again, right? We're going to assume that forever will have to defend that and say, that was not me. That is not what the shield represents. And now has to live with the fact even that more, even more so, you know, before he was about, I sh- 
questioning whether he should have given up the shield or not, you know, not knowing obviously that John Walker was going to have that, um, was going to be able to get it and be chosen to be the new Captain America. But now forever, he'll even question it more because had he not given up that shield, that moment would never have happened. You know, there would never be that blood on that shield had he not given it up. Um, man, just, just an incredible moment. My head was kind of reeling as it happened. And even still just talking out loud about it and thinking of all the, the possibilities now moving forward. Um, it's crazy. It even kind of makes me think of not that it's necessarily Secret Empire storyline at all, but in Secret Empire, you know, that that idea of and this is from the comics for those that don't know, there was a whole comic series, it was a whole summer long series of Cap essentially hailing Hydra and it wasn't the real Cap. I mean, it was it's kind of this whole weird, you know, convoluted comic sense, you know, to kind of figure out how we get there, but lots of imagery there of Cap being um part of Hydra and being the leader of that and being the bad guy. And even still to this day in the Captain America comics, that is something that Steve Rogers has to deal with that, you know, constantly people see him and they remember that Captain America, even though that wasn't him, that wasn't him that was hailing Hydra and him that was oppressing them. They remember that imagery of the shield representing that. And I think moving forward in the MCU, we're there now, so we didn't do we didn't do Secret Empire in in the MCU, but forever now that shield is going to have to be defended against what we saw at the end of this this episode, and that's wild, and that's a, a bold decision on Marvel's point or part, but I think it's great, and and I think that that it's going to add a huge other dynamic to Sam, assuming he is our Captain America moving forward. That you know, not only does he just have to live up to being Captain America, he now has this extra burden laid on him. Um, in, in that, having to defend that, which is the, the blood on the shield, essentially, which is just crazy. But all right, well, let's wrap it up there, guys. Let me know your thoughts. I mean, this again, you know, just these episodes, just just my head is always just spinning as we get through these. And, and you know, I'm just, con- I'm just you know, spinning everything out as it comes back to me um, in, in each of these episodes. So I'm sorry sometimes if these feel like I'm rambling, but um, quite literally, it's I just watched the episode as I, I hope many of you did as well. Um, but I want to know your thoughts on the end. Where do you think we're going? What are the repercussions of that moment? Um, let me know. Email me, theenthuslife at gmail.com. Hit me on Twitter, at Mark Turk, M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. Uh, I would love to know your thoughts because there is definitely, um, man, well, just a lot to talk about, lots to, to kind of um, break down there and digest at the end of that episode. Um, Big thanks, as always, to Gamergoo for supporting the show. Gamergoo, that antiperspirant for your hands, gives you up to four hours of non-sweaty gamer hand coverage. Hey, maybe you're playing Outriders right now. You're kind of getting in those very intense moments, playing in those higher world tiers. Gamergoo would have you covered. Head over to Gamergoo.com. You can check out all the different scents over there, including the peppermint, the orange, the teakwood, the cherry blossom, and the latest, the beach breeze. If you're interested in purchasing some, be sure to use my promo code at checkout, T-E-L, as in The Enthusiast Life. Save yourself 10% off your order. And doing so, again, that's Gamergoo.com. Use my promo code TEL, T-E-L, and save yourself 10% off your order today. Well, guys, that's going to do it for me. Have a great rest of your day. And until tomorrow, we'll catch you next time.